Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing. I forgot how I say it. Pop where Culture we'll Failure. It's a thing from our youth and see how it stands up. I could do a second take, but I'm not going to. Why would you? Uh, and I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we're watching Animorphs. Uh, season 2, episode something. Nine, I guess. It's episode 2 of season 2. but No, no it's oh yeah, season 2 only had like six episodes. Yeah. So you're right. Sorry. Uh, real season 2, not... Uh, not Amazon breakup season yeah, two. Not Amazon. We're not gonna charge. You. <laughs> We're not gonna charge you three dollars for six episodes, and, right? And then and three dollars for, for eighteen episodes, yeah. which would be what they call in the biz a dick move. We're watching the one with Eric. This is my name is Eric. That's the name of the episode, not Sky's new name. <laughs> no. I can see how it would be confusing for someone. My other name is Robert. Don't. Th- no one needs to a know couple, that. A couple. A couple. No. A couple of people know that. Now everyone's confused. Look, if I say it... By everyone, I mean me. (laughs) If I say it on a podcast, maybe I'll get famous and I'll never have to tell the story again. That will never happen because if you get famous, you'll have to do interview after interview and explain it. Nah. If that happens, I'll just murder that interviewer. Maybe we could just get podcast this famous the cost. and quit our jobs and never leave the house again. God, wouldn't that be wonderful? Then you won't have to talk to anyone but me. Uh, that sounds like a bit of a catch-22 for you. <laughs> yeah, but not leaving the house sounds like the dream. <laughs> he threw away all of his shoes, everyone. <laughs> Sometimes he ventures to the backyard to mow it. <laughs> now, if we're... I saw a snake the other day. In the backyard? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, it was a little teeny garden snake. I was mowing the lawn and I almost really murdered it a lot, but then I saw it in time. And then I bent down to take a look at it and it turned and looked at me and stuck its little tongue out. I was like, hey buddy, I don't want to kill you. Can you please move? And then he didn't. So I kind of booped him a little bit and he still didn't move. And I tried to pick him up and then he skedaddled. Um, You're much braver than I am. I would have just gone in the house and (laughs) left the lawnmower. (laughs) Well... He skedaddled towards the end of the fence, and then there's a down, like, I couldn't see where he went, so I just left that area unmowed because I didn't want to kill him. <laughs> Sorry, that's my snake story. So now he's living in the tall grass, so stay away from the tall grass? Maybe. Uh, well, he might have gone under the fence and into that segment of land where there's no, like... The no man's land? Yeah, in between houses and yards. You're like uh, you're like in when you're leaving the first place in Pokemon and you walk through the tall grass and you see little monsters. I ran into an Ekans. Yeah. But it it broke away and ran off. Well, it's because you're a bad Pokemon catcher. Well, I didn't have an original Pokemon to wear it down. Yeah, do you hear that, guy? I said you're a bad Pokemon catcher. I heard it. There's no I one I know who's back worse fury. at catching Pokemon. Take that back, <laughs> son of a bitch. How'd their podcast end? <laughs> Oh, Skype pulled the plug after Jake said some stuff. But you'd still publish this part. So he hasn't spoken to him since. They still do the podcast, but they record their parts separately. <laughs> that would be so hard to do. It's uh, a lot of jokes wouldn't land. No. Like the regular podcast. Right. Uh, the commentary on the Star Wars movies, I think it's on the Blu-ray versions, are like that, like everyone just sat and watched it, and then someone edited them together. Ooh, so it just like, like a shifts. Fucking nightmare. It's it's not like they're it's not edited if they're in the same room. It's oh. just for a second, George Lucas will say something, and then Rick McCollum will say something, ah. and then uh, so it just shifts from person to person, telling a little thing about that scene or whatever, and it says the their name on on the screen as they talk. Nice. But so instead of being funny, it's just informational. It's very informational and, and very formal. And I want it like an informal like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's because you know George Lucas. <laughs> He's a <laughs> he white Howard guy. the Duck. He, uh, yeah, he produced it at least. <laughs> Look, without Howard the Duck, we wouldn't have Pixar. Is that, I don't, is that true? Yep. Look it up. How does Howard the Duck direct directly affect Pixar? Oh, because he needed money? Because yep. that was a failure? Yep. All right. I put the dots together. <laughs> so you don't have to look it up anyway well, i mean technically we had pixar it just wasn't the pixar that we know pixar is because of star wars but it became the pixar that we know because of howard the duck right so without Howard the duck we wouldn't have pixar no we would have pixar we wouldn't have toy story we wouldn't have howard we wouldn't have howard the duck we wouldn't have howard the duck without howard the duck that's right all right we made it we wouldn't have seen some duck tits without howard the duck that's true that's the thing that uh haunts my wet dreams <laughs> uh. Anywho, so you uh, remember we're Animorphs? Watching, <laughs> watching, <laughs> we're watching. My name's Eric. He's a dog robot. 
And away we go. Shh, don't spoil it. It's a dog if, robot. If you re- you're not listening to this podcast if you haven't read the books. He's a dog robot who wears a goalie shirt uh, yeah. all the time. Uh, so, like, we open up and Marco's running through the woods until he falls down and something tries to get him. Oh, it's a fucking Tyrannosaurus. We must um, not have been paying attention to that. I part don't remember before. that at all. <laughs> I didn't know there was right, a I dinosaur the, in I this. I the right show. one. Yeah, okay. I did. We're watching the right one. Um, and then we cut the credits and we get the standard fare. Um, yeah, I completely did not remember a dinosaur attacking Marco. I think we must have either accidentally skipped that or had been talking about something else during it. Either of those options seems pretty likely. Sky was watching Small Soldiers when I got here, so yes. uh, there was a lot of Small Soldiers talk. Yeah. It's a very good movie. It is. It's better than you remember, and the CG holds up a lot better than you'd expect. We suspect that's because they're they're toys, and they're meant to look unrealistic. Yeah. Um, but when we come back, Marco's just in a lawn chair or something no, in the barn. No, he's in like a, uh, like a chair chair, like a <laughs> stinky barn chair. Oh, no, maybe it's not a chair. It it's, has a It's got some sort it. of hide over it. Yeah. But there's a horse in his face, and he he's just in the barn asleep for some reason, using a bunny as a pillow. I mean, whatever kind of chair it is, you don't want to fucking sit there. It's the barn chair. You especially <laughs> don't want to sleep there. Yeah. And and so he wakes up and axes across the room, dressed up in an 80s workout gear, uh, complete with a, a long sleeve shirt and tank top, with the tank top over the long sleeve shirt and a headband. Did he put this on, or did he morph into this? I, Does he have that level of control? It is his colors. It's all blue and purple, just like an Andalite, except for those cut-off jean shorts he's wearing. Over I think his they're leggings. sweat shorts, guy. They could be. They are cut-off, whatever it's they are. standard dev, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. We're not even but, sure that's Marco. <laughs> but Axe is doing... He's got this teeny tiny RCA TV that's got like a five-inch screen. And it's he's, the size of our phone, the screen. <laughs> But it's, it's like 15 phones thick. <laughs> it's the size of a small toaster. And he's d- doing yoga. There's yoga programs that he's watching. And then Cassie comes in and instead of going, why the fuck are you both here? You fucking weirdos. I'd have chores to do. Get out. Uh, she's like, you watch too much TV. Marco's just wag. like, Marco's just like, you know, I c- sometimes I come to the barn to take a nap. <laughs> I can't nap with <laughs> my nice dad's weeping. <laughs> I don't know. It's super weird. There's just the the whole you watch too much television. Like you're right, they are sweatshorts. Uh, it's I don't know. It's such a like a, a thing they try and trick young people into. Yeah. Like on a television show, you're trying yeah. to tell me that I watch too much television. Yeah. Oh, and then in, but then a commercial comes on. And we find out that uh, Galactic Conquest is coming out, yeah. and tickets are gonna. Or I'm sorry, Conquest Galaxy. You know. The Star Wars parody, I assume. Uh, but Jake and Marco try to get tickets because we cut to the theater and they, instead of speaking, the guy at the teller booth just holds up a sign that was already printed for Galaxy Quest. Nope, that's not it. Conquest Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy Quest is sold like out. too good of a movie. Yeah, to... Galaxy Quest is a real movie that was actually very good. Well, go watch that in Small Soldiers. Have yourself a good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds delightful. That's a great I, double feature. Yeah, I might actually do that. Fucking Galaxy Quest is so good. It's got, well, aside from Tim Allen, it's, you can ignore that. But I was going to say, that's back when Tim Allen was all right. Yeah. Now he's, and he's actually good in that role. He plays an asshole very well. Yeah. It, who, who knew he was a weird, mean conservative? Yeah, and then it's got Tony Shalhoub, you know, Master Splinter, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Sigourney Weaves, yep, and Rain there. Wilson. Rain Wilson's in it? Yeah, he's uh, one of the oh, monsters. He's one of them. Okay. Whoops. Whoops. I kicked that. And then it's also got uh, the voice of God, one Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Alan Rickman is in it. He plays the guy with the head. And uh, who's the one guy? He plays Guy. He's someone. Ben, or Sam Rockwell? Yeah, it's Sam Rockwell. <laughs> you know, Casey, or not Casey Jones, uh, Thug from Ninja Turtles. And that one alien is someone from something. The guy who played the dad from Veronica Mars? Sure. Something I've seen, though. Uh, he played a photographer in Suddenly Susan? That's the one! Was it Suddenly Susan, or was it that other one? I don't know. Uh, with, uh, that little fellow that's not Chris Farley. Just David Sp- That's the one! That's it. We got there. <laughs> this guy knows how to decipher what I'm saying sometimes. 
Just got to put the pieces together. So, yeah. uh, Galaxy, nope, Conquest Galaxy is uh, sold out. It's sold out. So Marco's like, what if we just break in as mice and it, then we'll do morph in the theater? It is seemingly sold out forever because <laughs> everyone <laughs> is very concerned that there's no more tickets. Yeah. Apparently they're showing this brand new movie once <laughs> and expecting uh, its giant budget to break uh, even, no, I guess. W- what happened is uh, there was a scalper who went up and or- and took all of the tickets for all of the days. For everything. For every show. Forever. So he's making a tidy profit, and uh, the the theater is probably going to become bankrupt. But actually, they make most of their money on concession sales, so those should be... No, fine. the theater's not going to become bankrupt. They've already sold all the tickets. The theater's had the best time with this movie. The theater has made more money off of this movie than ever, if that's the case. I guess that's fair. Because uh, on a Tuesday, six weeks into its run, they're <laughs> selling maybe a ticket. But now, they've sold all the tickets for that Tuesday. Forever. So they are in the black this year. So, Marco and Jake become mice, and they sneak into the theater and decide, hey, let's climb into this lady's nachos. Yeah, they smell nachos, so they're going to eat them, I guess. And we get a shot of two mice in the nacho plate. Uh, the fakest-looking the, nachos. They're so congealed and look like cookies instead of nachos. Yeah. They, so it looks like frosting or paint instead of cheese. It's definitely... It's probably just Elmer's glue with orange mixed in, <laughs> so it hardened so mice could... They don't want to get their mice dirty, I guess. <laughs> they don't want to piss off pita. But the girl screams and hucks her nachos. And then there's the fakest looking uh, shot of nachos being thrown. It's spun around. What are you talking about? Uh, perfectly, uh, you know, yeah, and level. Then a, a theater guy calmly comes in with a dustpan. Doesn't pick up the nachos, but does wrangle one of the mice he into a d- dustpan. I didn't really think about how he doesn't get the nachos. And then he just calmly goes outside to the dumpster and throws the mouse, mouse away. Guess who it is? It's Marco. He gets thrown away again. Marco's a dumpster guy in this movie. (laughs) Or, I mean, in this show. Yeah, this is twice. He's been thrown away. And twice Jake was there. Jake demorphs in plain view. And then he wipes, like, a a spot of cheese off of his face. Which, if you think about how big that spot of cheese would have been on that teeny tiny little mouse, it would have covered half his head. Yep. But he was standing in cheese, I suppose. I don't know, man. And then Marco pops out, and then he's mad that he got thrown away again. Uh, and he's covered in gross, like, napkins with ketchup I guess or so. something. I don't know. But, uh... It's really ruined that nice jacket. Yeah, he's not wearing his orange one, though, so it's fine. So, the two of them are standing there trying to get cleaned up, and then they see a Rottweiler unattended, uh, and then this fucking station wagon comes barreling down at him, uh, and some unknown kid runs in front of him and hugs the dog, and he gets smashed by this car, and... I, I, I have I have several problems with what I've seen just now. Like, why wouldn't that dog at least try and get out of the way? Well, there's First. there's that. Maybe hypothetically, the dog could be deaf, and maybe. All right, I'll buy it. Uh, but why is that man, in, or I assume it's a man, driving that car so recklessly through a mall parking lot? Right. He had so much time to see that dog. He had roughly a hundred feet to slow down, or you know, turn, or do basically anything. Yeah. But instead, he just barrels at that dog. And then that kid. And then, he's, and then he had enough time to see a kid run to get the dog. And instead of, like, picking up the dog and, you know, running out of the way, uh, kid just, you know, ducks, tucks down in front of the dog to take the brunt of the collision. Um, so the guy's going probably, like, 30, 35 miles per hour. And the, the car hits him real hard. Now, we know this is Eric. He hasn't, you know, introduced himself yet, but we know it to be Eric, and he's a robot. That's why he doesn't die. But he's also child-sized and probably not dense enough to absorb all of that impact. He's clearly dense enough to absorb all that impact. We saw it. I guess I did just see that. But uh, Well, you didn't see it because this is a TV budget in 1999, <laughs> so we cut back to Jake and Marco looking looking scared and looking away. Because they don't want to see a man or a kid get smushed. Yeah, which that's fair. Or maybe they just didn't want to see a, a dog get smushed. But that would have been cool as fuck to watch that. It would have been like watching an episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> uh, to see a kid get murdered? No, to watch it like smoosh around oh, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, they definitely did not have the budget for that. Just because we knew he wasn't going to get killed, so it's okay to watch the car hit him. Right. <laughs> but, so, the, the car is basically totaled. Like, the, the front end gets smushed in. And whoever's driving is probably definitely dead. But Yeah, his neck snapped the second he hit that boy. 
But um, but Eric calmly gets up and he pats the dog and the dog runs away. Apparently, it's not even his fucking dog. And then he just walks away. <laughs> it's just the dog he saw that he didn't want to die, which is a good, I mean, position I mean, to take. Yeah, that's not, like, it's not a, a bad... A bad instinct to protect the dog, but you could have picked him up and moved out of the way. I mean, the dog ran off. I guess yeah, because so. it wasn't his dog. He was like, "Oh, I better go home now he that I've he didn't trust a severe car pileup." <laughs> he didn't trust the kid who didn't have any smell. Uh, so we cut over to Cassie and Rachel walking into Siberia, Siberia. Yes. Uh, and they already have drinks. I guess, and then Axe is there. He's somehow stolen or purchased like uh, some bunny ears and. An antenna? Well, like you said earlier, he uh, maybe if he he can will his clothes to morph into a certain clothes, maybe he can will will cash to morph into his pockets as well. So, when he hands it over, d- does it demorph into his andalite flesh? I would assume it. I like, feel like we've talked about this before. Yes, and I would assume it does, and then just fades away like dead skin. Okay, cool. It's gross. So. Uh, they notice Axe, and they're just like, eh, fuck it, and walk away, leaving him to his own devices. Uh, and they go sit at the bar when Marco and Jake come up. Marco smells like trash because he got thrown away Because again. he's a trash person. Yep. Uh, Tobias, not in this episode. Not at all, despite getting his human morph back in the last episodes. Yep. He's busy eating bunnies or whatever. Or, uh, yeah, that's it. Yep. I got nothing. <laughs> what else do you do as a hawk? I don't know, but you could do stuff as a person. Yep. Maybe uh, he's just he's just so excited to take a dump in a toilet again. <laughs> he's just been doing that. He's taking a shower, taking a dump. So uh, the the boys recount what they just saw to the girls, and they make fun of him, them. The, the girls make fun of the boys because this sounds very far-fetched, even though they met an alien and... Even though their alien them. friend is in the room with them. <laughs> yeah, they don't believe it. Um... And they're like, oh, you know that kid Eric? We saw him protect a dog. They're in math class together. Apparently all together with Eric. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Marco hypothesizes that it's a Yerk super weapon, which doesn't make sense because why would they save a rando dog? Because all the Yerks are in the dog tummy. (laughs) That's how they travel now instead (laughs) of thermos. Newly sophisticated method. Yeah, they let a dog eat them up and then they get pooped out wherever they need to go. Nice. Then Marco says, maybe it's uh, an android. And then the girls are like, well, let's find out, I guess. And if you're wrong, you have to take us to Galaxy Conquest with nachos and drinks. It's like, why are you? What? Why? Why? But then they're like, oh, hey, that guy likes dogs. So let's morph dogs and try to find that guy. Uh, And they pick a park to go to? Uh, Maybe the park was close to where they saw him last. The mall? Uh, I mean, it was in the movie theater. It's not necessarily the mall. Well, I mean, I guess. But, I don't know. The, Jake and Marco each have their own dog morph, so they go and hang out with some kids and get petted and play around a little bit. Which seems like a great time. That just, it just yeah. seems fun. I want to be a dog and hang out with a bunch of little kids who love petting and are sticky and have good tastes on their hand. And are definitely going to throw a ball for you if you want. Yeah. If you're Those dogs that. are just, like, climbing up the ladders and riding slides and shit. Yeah. Like good dogs. But then they notice that there's a sharing picnic. Do we know where Marco got that dog morph, or did he just have a dog morph? He, ha- he got a dog morph a while ago. I forget why. Oh, okay. I feel like it was for a stupid reason, though. <laughs> what? No, never. <laughs> I feel like it was for breaking the rules of morphing. Ah, as they do every episode. Yeah, because they don't give a fuck. There is a sharing picnic going on, by the way. Did we say that? I did, just now. Well, good. But you weren't listening, clearly. No, I was busy thinking about being a dog. But they do find Eric... And they, as dogs, just walk over to him and look at him expectantly. You know, like a, like, I mean, he's not even holding food, so they don't even do this casually. Yeah, so this is hella suspicious. Yeah. Uh, Especially when, like, people in the sharing know they're, like, hey, they're, they're enemies shape shifting enemies. (laughs) So they come over, like, he pets one of them, and then they just both bolt at the same time for no reason. And they didn't think that maybe this would be conspicuous. Uh, so we cut back to the barn where Cassie's, I don't know, petting a horse. She's doing something. She might be brushing She's cleaning it. out his ears. And then the boys show up, and they're like, so he didn't smell like a, pre- a people. He And the girls are skeptical. Let me ask you this, guy. Yes. Marco's shirt is very clearly dirty still. Yes. Now, if you're a person and you, uh, in the standard Animorph rules, 
if you are a person and you're injured and you morph and then you morph back, that injury is healed. Yes. So you think in these DNA. rules, uh, if you morph and then morph back, your clothes would be clean again when you morph back. I would assume so. Unless whatever got spilled on him changed his shirt's DNA. Which it's I like some doubt sort of it. shirt cancer. There's a lot of radioactive shit getting dumped in that movie theater dumpster. Well, that's why that guy felt so confident dropping a, a rat in, or a he'll mouse dr- in there. He'll drown in the plutonium. That's right. Uh, they're in the barn, and then all of a sudden they hear a voice that says, So, you're the Andalites that Vesser 3 has been looking for. And it's fucking Eric. He's, he's, he's very good at what he does. He got there and into the fucking rafters. Yeah, without anybody noticing... And I guess because he had no scent or maybe was just downwind, the dogs that ran over here didn't notice him. I'm assuming that Marco and Jake ran over here as dogs. Until Why walked wouldn't in. you? Yeah. I would always be a dog if I had the opportunity. I would just stay dog. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, you, you get to smell stuff. You get to eat <laughs> out of a bowl on the floor. You get to die in 13 years instead of all the long <laughs> suffering we got. Yep. So Eric's just like, so I'm a robot. Or excuse me, I'm an android. Robot's a little derogatory he's like uh i'm like a dog but not and then they show us the scary as fuck robot skeleton that's got this like it imagine terminator but a dog it's fucking horrifying he looks like like, fly eyes yeah he looks like uh fucking forlom from the empire strikes back but like if he was created by sid from toy story (laughs) i understood half of that reference forlom's the one of the bounty hunters sure I'll show you later. I believe you. I have I a tattoo of him on my butt. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> Liar. So, uh, but they're like, or Eric's just like, so I want to help you fight the Yerks. And Marco says, how do we know that you're not here to take us to them? And then Eric just, he's a tiny little boy. Like, he's a small kid. And he just picks him up by his shirt collar. And he's like, if I wanted to, I would just do it. And I guess that sold everyone. I mean, he could just kill all of them if he wanted. Well, he can't, as we find out later. Well, yeah, but I mean, if he wanted to. <laughs> given, the, or given the correct circumstances, yes, he could. So, Sky, so, the explanation that he gives about why he likes dogs is that um, he comes from a planet where everyone kind of looks like a dog. Right. On two legs. Right. And that's it. Yep. But it, there's more to that? Yep. Real story? Tell me that story, Sky. So, Regale us. <laughs> in the books... Uh, the chi were made as both like playthings and kind of like service robots for an, an alien race known as the Pamelites. The Pamelites um, were an ancient dog-shaped people who had evolved beyond the need for like war and stuff, and they were very peace-loving and just happy and wanted everybody to be cool all the time, just like a dog. Um, so there's a race of... of uh, I don't know, intergalactic hunters, I guess, called the Howlers, that invaded once, and they're a very effective murdering race. Uh, They only live three years, and they have retractable wolverine claws and lava (laughs) skin and a lazy Susan waist. Um, And they also use a lot of weaponry, including flechette guns and biological warfare. So while the Pemelites were trying to escape from the Howlers, uh, they used some sort of virus, and all of the Pemelites died uh, tragically in pain on the spaceship. And because the robots uh, were robots, they did not die. So they flew here in a spaceship that looked like Snoopy uh, and just became one with, uh, like, because they had the hologram projector technology. They just kind of joined in on, uh, you know, humanity, going back as far as, uh, you know, ancient Egypt because they helped build some of the pyramids. Eric did anyway. Uh, and they just kind of, they, li- they like dogs because they look like Pamelites and they have an underground dog kennel where lots of dogs go and they have like an artificial sun and they can just run around and be free and be dogs. I thought there was a thing about how uh, the Pamelite DNA mixed with wolves and that's why dogs are so friendly. There's something like that. They, uh, something like the, the spirit of the Pamelites latched onto dogs and it turned them from wolves or something. Nah. But also, um, there's the Pamelite crystal, which here is just going to be a hologram crystal, as we'll find out in a couple minutes, um, that contains like uh, power or something. Because the, the Chi are from a planet, or the, the Pamelite planet had a uh, much higher gravity, so they are naturally stronger because they had to deal with the higher gravity. Um, 
so they could in fact just rip humans from you know limb from from limb uh but they don't because they're not programmed to do that they are incapable of committing an act of violence for now yeah um what eric does not mention here at all is that there are other robots yeah he just it sounds like he's here from his home planet where it's just robots yep that look kind of like wolves which they do not look like wolves because we've seen him just now well it was a really shitty rendering, so it was real hard to see. Yeah, it was gross, whatever it was. It was very unsettling. It didn't look very friendly at all, or what it, I had in my head at all of a, of a robot dog. Have you seen the commercial for the that new robot dog movie? Like K-9 or something? No. Oh, there's a robot dog movie coming out relatively soon, and that's what I picture. Anywho. <laughs> uh, and so on. Yeah, so Eric... Needs their help uh, because the Yurks have a new secret weapon, and it's a hologram projector based on Chi technology that they found somehow. Uh, in the books, the, the Yurks don't know anything about the Chi. Um, um, also, in the books, Eric, you know, was pretending to be controller in the sharing, and like had trapped a Chi inside of him. A uh, Yurk inside of him. Yes, that, um, and he was actually able to tap into his memories and stuff, and. Yeah, I mean, conceivably he still is because he was hanging out at that sharing meeting. Yeah, but instead of addressing it, um, they don't. No, they don't address anything. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. so um, Eric is just like, Eric asks Rachel and Cassie to accompany him, and he bails with the girls and leaving Marco and uh, Jake behind for some reason. And he brings them to, like, a... An abandoned warehouse church or it kinda, something? It kind of looks like the place that uh, the dragons lived in Turtles. A little. It also looks like the place where they found Axe. It's probably all the same place. Yep. Uh, no security to speak of, but there are four controllers, including Chapman. And a Yurk pool that's bubbling. A teeny tiny little Yurk pool. Yeah. So the, Chapman's holding up a, you know, a, <laughs> a hippie crystal. For healing. Yeah, it's his, it keeps his chakras aligned. That's right. Um, and Eric's being very cryptic about what they're going to do with it. So Chapman slides it into a thing, but he didn't do it right. So the, the yeah. controller next to him adjusts it while he walks The man away. who his pants are, or his shirt is tucked way deep into his pants. Yes. His, that shirt goes down to his ankles. <laughs> uh, and then they just turn on a hologram and it's just a park. I don't know what the plan here is. Like, what uh, what good does this do? I suppose, and I mean, this is just based on what they tell us, I guess, is you walk into a park and then suddenly you're snatched up by the Yurks, so they... Put can, your head underneath? Under yeah, the they water? can turn you into a a controller. I guess, but you know what's less conspicuous than that? Most things. Anything? <laughs> Like, like what? Let's say a busload of people gets off uh, at a park and wants to go inside. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? Like uh, fifty thousand controllers back there to grab people. <laughs> fifty thousand's a lot. Maybe just forty thousand. <laughs> that seems more realistic. So, but, but uh, Chapman throws a brick into the hologram, and it lands in the yurk pool. And I feel like that probably killed some yurks if yeah. there were any in there. And then, like, yep, we did it. And he's lucky it fucking landed in the middle of it instead of just breaking the shit. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that's what the goal was, and the the girls meet back up with the dudes, and Axe shows up, but Tobias is still MIA. And meanwhile, Cassie is drinking out of a, a weird goblet. Yeah, she's the only one <laughs> with the chalice, which is a bit odd, but whatevs. And, like, they, they hypothesize that, yeah, they're just gonna have a pool and then dunk kids as they walk by. You know what would be way more effective than that? Is the thing that we hypothesized before. Where you just kick in a door at night and infest kids and adults and just go house to house. Yeah, Gestapo style. This is super conspicuous because when, th- when he threw that brick, I didn't turn off the sound on my phone. When he threw the brick, it caused ripples in the uh, yeah in the projection. So people are going to notice that shit when all of a sudden you walk into a nothingness and there's just ripples. Yeah, even if there are two people and the first one hits that, the second person's gonna be like, the fuck's going on? And run away. They're probably gonna say something about the Matrix and then disappear. The people aren't used guy. They're not always saying something about the Matrix. Maybe they should. Um, On the ball, they would. Also, 
Eric says, I'm going to need to... I'm going to need Axe's help. You guys are going to go get the crystal. Which, in a moment, we find out isn't the plan at all. Or not how the plan <laughs> shakes out at all. <laughs> yeah, and then Axe, because he's been watching TV, starts doing a, a sports announcer thing. Which, I think this show would be way better is if, from the moment we met Axe, he was obsessed with TV. And he kept just referencing TV things. The whole series. Yeah, it does give him a personality. Yeah, it's more fun. He has been the most dynamic of them. That so far. is also true. So they just go back to the just the lean behind barrels in a warehouse and clear a line of sight because there's still no security for this incredibly top secret, incredibly important weapon. And there's just um, three Yerks. Yep. Uh, can I just say the Yerks have the the least threatening goons ever? <laughs> they were the people on set that day. So Rachel's like, I'm going to go do a thing. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm going to go do it. Then she morphs a fucking monkey instead of a lion. She morphs Marcel from Friends. Yeah, it's a capuchin monkey. Because I expected her to go, you know, a big flashy animal. But instead, nope. Just run over there, kill those three people, and take the crystal. There's three of them. Like, even even Eric could be nonviolent and, you know, change his hologram and just go over there and just hug them. And keep them in one area. Or just change his hologram and scare them away. Yeah. He could turn into V 3 and tell them to leave. Or Chapman. Or Tom. Because apparently Tom is in charge of stuff. Yeah. So we we cut over to the woods where Marco and Cassie are waiting for something. They're waiting for Axe. Right. For Axe. Uh, Axe is busy watching Julia Childs or some shit. Because he's got a bunch of fresh produce in front of him he's that like he must the, have stolen. He's like the Swedish chef right now. <laughs> He does look like Porky, borky, jerky, dorky. He's got the, uh, uh, an ill-fitting chef hat, and he's got a, a bib on. I think or it's maybe supposed it's to be an apron, but oh. it does just look like a bib. And he's chopping a zucchini or a cucumber. I'm not sure which. So Rachel, as a monkey, runs over because nobody is attending the crystal. Well, no one expected a monkey. I guess. They did not look at it. So Eric... Um, morphs a garbage can. Yeah, he changes up his hologram. And all three Yerks just run out the door because he starts yelling for help, which is the dumbest thing. And then he just holds the door shut and Marcel takes the crystal out of the thing. And then instead of just breaking it right then and there, um, Chapman comes around the corner. And that monkey's not strong enough to break that crystal. You just throw it on the ground. Crystals aren't super strong. Or maybe it is. I don't fucking know. But Jake morphs a tiger, and he comes over and spooks Chapman. And he runs off of his green screen towards <laughs> Chapman. That's right. Chapman gets spooked by tigers and lions a lot in this series. Sky, you would be too. Oh yeah, totally. But it just seems to be the only thing they do with him. Yeah, I guess so that's true. Eric picks up a piece of rebar that was just there, and he bends it around the lock, and then they bail. Meanwhile, Axe Meanwhile, is making soup. Yeah, on a hot plate. Yeah, he's just... In the barn. Oh, and then the man on the TV says, coming up at five, and that's when Axe remembers time is a thing. Yeah, even though as an Andalite, he has an internal clock. Uh, and as a human, an Andalite in human morph, he needs to be paying attention to the time. Yeah, because uh, I don't know how he gets to the other people, but he sure as fuck doesn't morph. <laughs> so I don't know where he's at at his internal clock, but whatevs. So the goons kick in the door, finally, and Rachel... Jake and uh, Eric are running through the woods. Rachel's holding the the crystal. And then we cut over to the different part of the woods. And uh, Axe has a proton pack. Yeah, I was going to say, he looks trinkets. like a homemade Ghostbuster. <laughs> I don't, I, so right away I was like, oh, so he built his own holograph rig. But he doesn't take the time to explain what it is to anybody. He doesn't know. He I guess that's true. built whatever Eric told him to. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense, no. but okay. Because you'd think Axe, who has some sort of, you know, reference point, would recognize that stuff. And then Rachel fucking drops the crystal like a dummy. <laughs> Luckily, Jake picks it up and continues. Because Eric can't touch it. It disrupts his hologram or right, something. Right, it will, quote-unquote, destroy his hologram. Which doesn't make any sense, but sure, why not? Uh, seemingly, the TV is not part of the the device it's he not just brought attached. it with. It's definitely not attached to anything. But Or Jake- if it is, there's a single cord going to it. It's irrelevant. But uh, Jake and Rachel run up and they hand Axe the crystal and he puts it into a slot in that thing. And then he says another quip about TV and he presses a button on what looks like a cigar. And uh, nothing happens. 
Um, apparently, he has put the crystal in upside down, which is a thing that matters, I guess. Yeah, because that's how crystals work. Yep. Uh, but Eric grabs it. He's like, you've had it upside down. And then he touches it. And then we see the stupid robot dog for a second. We see it from the side. So it does look, it looks more like a horse than anything. Oh, well, it looks more dog-like than what we saw before. Yeah, for sure. And then it makes them invisible, possibly shaving, uh, possibly shifting them out of this reality. Or at very least intangible. Yeah, because the, the goons, the three of them. All come, three of them. <laughs> come run in that way. And then they pass directly through where the kids were standing. And while they're probably still within eyeline, Axe turns it off, or maybe it breaks, and uh, the goons are nowhere to be seen. They're like, hey, it did the thing that we wanted it to do. So they built this machine just to get away this one time? Yes. It just doesn't make any sense, Sky. Yeah, because they could have just morphed and escaped. Or just gotten, like, I don't know, they could have done better at at killing those guys and just (laughs) taking the crystal. Yep. That was definitely an option as well. And then... We cut cut away to the barn, and Eric's just like, yeah, that felt weird, but my hologram's fine. Yeah, but I'm fine. You know how I said it would destroy it, but no, nah, I'm fine. And then Axe comes in sheepishly and says, I'm done with TV. Because reasons. Because there's a whole big world out there. TV, there's more, it's more interesting than TV could ever be, which is not true. It's not, because you can't really go anywhere. And TV's great. It brings the world to you, so you don't have to leave your house. And then he just grabs a brush and leaves? Yeah, he's going to go brush himself, I guess. The kid who plays Eric. He's very... I mean, he looks like an awkward teen. He's doing a good job fitting in. His hair is terrible. Yeah. Um, it was the 90s, though. And, yeah. And he's wearing... Uh, the two different shirts we see him wear are uh, just big, giant Adidas goalie shirts. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, so, Eric, you should, you're one of us now. He's like, I can't fight anybody, so you're on your own, losers. Yeah. And then he bails. See you, dummies. Um, so uh, Marco picks up Axe's TV, which I guess must run on batteries. Yeah. Um, probably like 9D batteries. It probably weighs a ton. <laughs> yeah. So a commercial for not Galaxy Quest. Conquest, Conquest Galaxy. Galaxy, yeah. Comes on and they're like, oh, so we were right about the robot dog. You owe us a movie and so does. Because they forgot about the nachos. And then the girls and are like, And Cassie's eh. smart enough not to pipe up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, they, like, start fighting a little over the TV? I'm not sure. I don't know how this ended what? or why, what was settled here. But they all skedaddle out of the barn to go see a movie that's sold They out. all have the most early 2000s-y pants ever. Like, real tight up top, but real, like, floofy at the bottom with lots <laughs> of extra pockets. You know how they do. You possibly remember how they do. I mean, we all had those pants. Yeah. Pockets. Well, you didn't. You just had high-waisted old man pants your entire life. That's not entirely Jeans correct. to your nipples. <laughs> those are overalls, Jake. <laughs> oh. Uh, so that's that's it. So we met the robot dog. Yeah, we'll probably never see him again, huh? Uh, well, there's, th- what, four, four episodes more, left? Four more episodes. I'm going to, I would put money down that no, he does not appear again. Good. So good. So that's where we're at. So Jake. Yes. What was the most turtlerific part? Sky, do you know how many dogs were in this episode? <laughs> Upwards of three. It's a good time. Are you counting the robot dog? No. Oh. I said dogs, not sins against God. <laughs> well, well, there's the two dogs. What was the other dog? The first dog that almost got hit by the car. Oh yeah. Three dogs. It is three dogs. Hmm. That's a good point. Yep. It's a three dog episode. <laughs> uh, I think that's the best we're gonna get. This is the best we could ask for. It's a three-dog episode. It's true. Can you imagine if they went to the underground dog vault and there's just uh, like an army of dogs They can't afford around? that many dogs. Dogs are expensive. Are they, though? I don't know. They work for literally pets. Because <laughs> dogs are cool. Yeah. Uh, this guy, same question. Let's see. What was turtle-rific about this episode? We yelled at it more than any episode we've watched so far. That's true. It's kind of turtle-rific. It's upsetting. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty turtle-rific that they killed a man and, uh, well, they didn't, but Eric killed the guy and took no responsibility <laughs> yeah, no for one, it. No one mentioned now that man's neck snapped. Or even checked on him. Like, so we saw this car smash into this guy and it went in. It just f- 
flat in the front, and we didn't bother checking his on the guy. face slammed into that steering wheel. There was nothing. Shattering his but skull. just raw hamburger all over the interior of that car. The, his, the skin on his head basically became a bag for the pieces of the skull. <laughs> yep. So like he's a deflated dead. balloon. <laughs> was the most likable or effective character. <sighs> well, I mean, I did like Axe's shtick in this one. With his Swedish chef thing and his yeah, uh, and he was doing baseball those, announcer. Yeah, th- those impressions were pretty okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Axe in this one. He, uh, as far as, um, you know, contributing to the actual uh, <laughs> plot, not so much, but he was Well, he delight. did build a thing apparently blindfolded, so he didn't know what it did. Yeah, I guess um, what's-his-nuts is just like, uh, first get a backpack and then, <laughs> or whatever but it was like a, one of those big backpacks like that has the metal frame that you yeah, cross like, country like with. Yeah, like a camping one. Yeah, a ruck a rucksack. Is that a word? A ruck a rucksack. It's a word. Sky. I don't know if it's the right word. Oh, all right. What is the what is the answer to that same question for you, Sky? Um, I'm gonna give it to the first dog. He was just minding his own business, just hanging out in the street. I'm gonna call him Duke. He looked like a Duke. Yeah, most Rottweilers do. Yeah. <laughs> They have very it... dookie faces. It's <laughs> <laughs> good you hear what I said. I said dookie face. I did hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a good dog. He was a good boy. He and then was those, a good the boy. other dogs were good in, in this too. You know what? Good dogs all around. <laughs> they were very good boys. Sky, it has been 18 years since uh, this aired. Uh, nope. We're those not dogs old. are. Those dogs are probably dead. <laughs> all of them. Well, the one almost got hit by a car. He just stands in the middle of the fucking road, so that's probably true. Yeah, that's, uh, Poor Duke. Probably a lot of those teens are dead, too. So. <laughs> you think? Nah, Canada has a, uh, a socialist health care program. Oh, yeah, you're so right. They're probably they're fine. fine. Uh, everyone, let's um, help us get Sean Ashmore on this show <laughs> so we can ask him about all the dogs he got to pet. <laughs> Was there always a dog on set? Yeah. He'd be like, actually, because I turned into the dog, I was never on set with the dogs. Oh, man. What a worse... can imagine a worse fate. Do you think he ever got to see a lion or a tiger? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't mean in his life. I mean uh, on set. Yeah. Oh, okay. When he acquired the tiger. I think they were in the same room. That It was a, it was a smaller tiger than the one they used. Maybe. Just a stuffed tiger. <laughs> Maybe. It was just a drawing of a tiger. <laughs> Green screened in. So, Jake. There's three more minutes of this podcast. You can stop yawning. <laughs> what is your pop culture palate cleanse well, let, for this week? Let me tell you, Sky. And for last week, because we missed a week. Uh, it's probably this him thing. Uh, been blasting through some Downton Abbey still. Mm-hmm. Um, had a little bit of it ruined on accident by Katie's uncle, who thought we were done watching Downton Abbey. What a dick. Uh, it really put a damper on dinner when I yelled at him. <laughs> I went, I haven't seen it yet! <laughs> In that panicked voice. Yes. And then the rest of the table looked at me real quiet and sad, like. Because <laughs> I think they'd all seen it, and I hadn't. I see. Uh, but we're halfway through season three, and season four is on its way. Because um, we had, Katie had the first three, and uh, she didn't think I would get hooked on it. She was just going to casually watch them. <laughs> um, but I insist we watch four, four to nine episodes a day. <laughs> We haven't gotten anything done in the last, like, three weeks. Hmm. Um, also... It's a good thing there's not an impending wedding or something. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, apparently we fucked up, though, since you didn't get it at RSVP. <laughs> so, um, am I, wait, am I disinvited? Uh, we'll find out. Okay. I gotta go home and talk to some people. I already bought the, the outfit. You can wear it to church. <laughs> um, but in real news, I've been reading uh, Thrawn Alliances, and that's been all right. The first hundred pages of it. Uh, just, the blue guy from Star Wars? Yeah, there's his second book came out. General? Uh, Grand Admiral? Grand Admiral. He's he hanging a out general with... general at some point then. Uh, yeah, probably in that first book. He goes through a lot of ranks. He, well, he's uh, good at what he does. Yeah. Because he looks at art. Uh, yeah, and he knows how to do stuff. Like art. There's a lot of him just knowing things a lot of times, and you're just like, yeah, he just knows that, huh? Because of art. But this one has a lot more Darth Vader in it, and that's all right. That's good. It takes place between Rebels Season 3 and 4 if you need to, you know, if you're doing a, a timeline thing, Sky, I'll hook you up. I should ought to get caught up on Rebels, because I have not seen all of that. Well, if you'd like to buy Rebels Season 4, it's currently on sale at Target, and if you use the cartwheel, it's uh, 20% off in addition to the sale. That's where I'm going after I leave here. Ah. 
Also, I heard that there's a new Clone Wars series season. Oh yeah, out. did I? You were up driving that van, so I didn't get to talk to you as much last week. <laughs> and then yeah. by the time you weren't driving that van, I was drunk. Yep. Um, yeah, cl- they're finishing up Clone Wars. They're at least doing twelve episodes. I would assume if it does well, there will be more. Or Filoni's just going to end it, so he actually gets to end it. It's going to be on the Disney streaming service. Mm. It for sure deals with the uh, end of the Battle of Mandalore and stuff like that. Right. Because in that trailer, Anakin is dressed like Episode 3 Anakin. So, I see. Filoni's original plans was to overlap with Episode 3 and, I think, deal with all the um, Order 66 stuff. Because some of the stuff he wanted to do with Clone Wars... Uh, they did a comic that is about Darth Maul. They did, uh, they did spider a, legs. Uh, I don't know if he has spider legs in that or not. I, sure. yeah, it's been a while since I read it, but then he, uh, then there's a book about, uh, Elias Sakura. No, not Elias Sakura. Uh, Ventress. They're different people. They are. And she, one's, her, one's her and, white and one's blue. Yeah. Her and Quinlan Voss have a, a had a story that was going to be in that that was written by Katie Lucas, George Lucas's daughter, but then they turned it into a book. Quinlan Voss is the guy with the yellow stripe across his face. Yeah, he's a rogue Jedi. No, of. he's not. He, not. I mean, he's not rogue in the way where he's yeah. murdering off. He's like, I do what I want. I do Jedi stuff how I want to do Jedi stuff. He's like the Fonz. Yeah, he's the Fonz of the Jedi. You got it. I know some things. Um, those are the two big ones that they adapted. There's also some that became uh, they. They had already recorded all the voices, so they put it together with the animatics, mm. so you could still watch it. Nice. Um, but yeah, that'll be good. And then there's also Star Wars Resistance coming out in October, uh, which is 2D animation oh. um, that has an anime influence that takes place just before The Force Awakens. Neato. Yeah. How many lightsabers can I expect to be in that? Um, probably just Kylo Ren's, mm. if I had to guess, which I do. But I, I'm going to guess it's just Kylo Ren's. I don't but, know how into that I'll be. But, but BB-8 will be there. Oh, good. And Poe Dameron. And Phasma. And Hux, I would imagine. Is Phasma going to do stuff other than suck and die? Listen, I, everyone gives her a hard time. She does more than Boba Fett ever does. He also only sucked and died. Yeah. Not everyone on the screen can do all this stuff. Sometimes you just gotta stand there, and then you can get a book and a comic later. <laughs> it's not about her. Clearly, because she all she did was suck and die. She, yeah. Anyway, tell me your pop culture palate cleanser. Now that you've upset me, <laughs> you always know how to upset me right at the end, like a bitch. It's my, it's my thing. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the newest Super Sentai came out. Uh, it's Time Ranger, which is the one I've been waiting for. Uh, the Americanized version was Time Force, which is, in my opinion, the best season of Power Rangers, because everybody on it is great, including Jen Scott, who is the Pink Ranger, who is actually the leader of the team, which is pretty rad. She's uh, she's a no-nonsense kind of person. And as I understand, I haven't started watching it yet, but as I understand it, it is pretty close to, like, the Americanized version is pretty close to the source material, so I'm very excited. So you haven't actually cleansed your pop culture palette with it? Not yet. You just I'll finna? probably do that later. Also, BattleBots uh, was on, and I watched that, and I got to see some robots smash into each other, and that's pretty good. What else? I, don't know, I feel like I did other things, but I can't remember what they were, and I didn't write them down. So, Do you write down when you do stuff? Sometimes. If I know, I won't remember. Oh, I panic think on the way here. <laughs> Yeah, well, some of it actually invited or invited involved me writing, but you know, forgot. But uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about Super Sentai because could you like the Power Ranger stuff? Yes, there's that, and also it's just straight up like I feel like when they're planning out the season, they just get together everybody on staff, and there's like. No bad ideas. Anything you say, we will do. <laughs> and then they just throw anything out, and that shit happens. They just make it work. There's a lot of it. There is, and they've been doing it for, like, fucking 30 years. And that's a lot of robots. Well, yeah, it's a lot of robots, and it's a lot of monsters, and it's a lot of themes. Like, uh, I was previously watching uh, what ended up being Lightspeed Rescue, but in the original Sentai is GoGo5, and... They're, uh, they're a team of brother and sister rangers 
versus a te- or a group of brother and sister demons. And uh, apparently their dad faked his own death in order to build all of the infrastructure to be the Super Sentai team, including like giant, you know, all of the robots, all of the like an underwater base and <laughs> like a bridge that swings over to connect with an existing bridge so they could transport all their shit. And she's like, one dude did all of this? This is the idea that got through? Okay, fine. It's Japan, man. Anything goes. Yeah. So, like, there's the, the red one. Is the, the He's a fire truck who has extendo arms. So a lot of the times, some people will be in peril. So the red fire truck will... <laughs> it has its fists, even in truck mode. So it'll just punch into a building and let the rangers out to go help people. And then the people get into the, gl- the hand and then it just brings them back down. Why don't we have that's that hilarious. technology in real life? I don't know. We're but not punching through enough buildings. That's true. But it's real good. I recommend Super Sentai quite a bit. I think you have every time I've asked you what your pop culture palette cleanser is. Well, there's, they release a new set every six months. And I don't know. You, that sounded like a question, but I don't know the answer. Well, I feel like it's two a year, so six months makes sense. Yeah, except it's uh, what it is is uh, they do it once, and then two months later they do another one, and then they wait ten months. <laughs> Look, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> as long as you're getting stuff to spend money on. That is right. Yeah. Apparently they're going to start going backwards also. from Because uh, they started with Zoo Ranger, which was Mighty Morphin here. And they're going to release Jetman, which is the season that preceded it. Which... Um, Haim Saban tried to get the rights to, but didn't, I guess. Um, so, you know, we'll get to see that. That's pretty cool. And think of they're, all that could have jet been. and bird themed. Jet and bird? Yep. Right on. <laughs> so the ro- the giant robots are, you know, jets and stuff. Right on. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Cool, dude. So I think that will probably do it for us. Probably. Um, join us next week for whatever next week's episode is. For the next episode is what the next episode is. I, I veered away from that selection on the, the, the Amazon Prime. But it'll be up there. It'll be there. And so will we. Uh, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. And you can email me at my email address, but I don't know why you would. But you can follow me on Twitter at... That's how my thing usually goes. Uh, Twitter is Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And we will see you guys next week. I give you one week off and you can't remember how any of it goes. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it happens though. Bye. Bye. Watch out for that Hitler. He's a bad egg. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to do the podcast now? No. What are we, 15 minutes in? We're like 10 minutes in. You can keep all this. Yeah. I was just telling you all the things, Sky. I, I appreciate it.